0: Looking for an age-appropriate gift for a teen or tween that incorporates reading with beauty? Beauty in a Book Box is a quarterly subscription box company for tweens, teens, and adults. Each box is professionally curated by an educator, nurse, and cosmetologist. All boxes include
1: accessories and beauty products. Established in 2019, their purpose is to align literacy and personal care. Beauty items can range from makeup, skincare to hair products. They offer book options for the teen and adult box. One-time gift options can also be found on their website. Use our code BAABB16 for 10% off your first box. Okay. All right, we're here. We're starting. Also, I was going to say from last recording, I was well, I was listening to this week's episode. Mm-hmm. For some reason, like your bo- volume is like really low, and I've tried to do like everything to like make you louder.
0: I'll try to be really up close to it.
1: Yeah, I don't know what it was because I was like, she had her. I didn't. I don't remember. Do you want me to send you my audio, or doesn't? The same? I think it's gonna be the same. And I even tried to like raise the volume on your track, and it still like wasn't even enough to like. I mean, you, I we can hear you. It's just like you can tell like it's a lot lower than me.
0: Okay, I'll just I'll be like right the fuck
1: here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah just be all up on your mic like chloe was at the vmas okay i will <laughs> i'm gonna do that okay bet. and see you all that is how you do comp you do resolution i'm not gonna say conflict with no conflict but <laughs> that was the resolution right there and welcome back to she well read i'm alana
0: i'm samra welcome back everyone
1: oh that was so sweet
0: yeah, you know, I have my moments.
1: <laughs> Not like last week when you were hungry? Or like, what was that, an episode ago? You were hungry? Yeah.
0: I'm hungry again, so...
1: <laughs> it's gonna be a wild ride. She said I'm, in fact, still hungry from that last time. <laughs> Never ate. <laughs> Never ate.
0: Save <laughs> money, <funny>, live better.
1: <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, Today we're talking chapter 19, Weight of the World, which I really didn't know what to expect from this chapter by the name, mm-hmm. but I now after reading, I completely understand, so let's get into it.
0: All righty. Okay, guys, you know what time it is. Um, all right, so this is James Baldwin's quote, and it says, To be a Negro in this country and to be relatively conscious is to be in a rage almost all of the time.
1: Yes. <laughs> yeah. Hate it here. Yeah,
0: yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Most yeah, of yeah. the time. Most of the time, it sucks to be black in
1: America. Yeah, it just. And you know what I was thinking after reading this chapter? I was like, will it. Like, we've made progress, and. Mm-hmm. We have made some progress. But I can't lie. Will it ever be where we want it to be and I'm just like probably not honestly which I don't think so either
0: yeah because honestly the country was founded on racism like
1: yeah and you know how people were like oh well now like the baby boomers and like whatever those racist people who were alive back then are starting to die off and so will their rhetoric and whatever and I'm like no it won't because they've (laughs) now instilled it in their children and their grandchildren
0: Right, right, exactly. Yeah, I don't think it'll ever... I mean, not to be a Debbie Downer, but I think that it's just something every generation has
1: to, like, go through. It's like Mm -hmm. a forever struggle. Right, which is why I'm glad that's kind of how she opens up this chapter. Uh, She says, "'I was asked once about my moment of truth, the singular event in my career that shaped my perspective or or prompted me to look at my work through a new lens.' And without hesitation, her mind went to the killing of Philando Castile, which I've still never watched the body cam footage because I physically can't bring myself to do it.
0: I was thinking the same thing when I read that. I was like, I haven't seen it.
1: Yeah, like I've seen bits and pieces unwillingly. Like I didn't like go On out of my way. the news list. type it, thing. Yeah. yeah, Yeah. Right. Yeah. And it's because it's, I cannot like, His fiance and Mm. their child. I I can't bring myself to do it.
0: That would be so traumatizing.
1: I mean, like it was for Elaine. Like she, I probably would have been her. She broke down into tears and like over just all of it, like starting with George Zimmerman because that's the earliest case that I can remember that truly affected the way that I saw things in America as a black person mm-hmm. um, was the Trayvon Martin case and I don't know if it's the same for you if that's the first one that you can like vividly remember
0: I feel like Trayvon Martin was um, Trayvon is probably the one that like hit, hit us all I don't know they all blur together in my head and that's so sad to like the timing of it all, I don't remember, mm-hmm. but because I, it was very I just back remember back. faces um, of people, <laughs>
1: yeah, 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 yeah.
0: Uh, I'll figure it out, but yes, Trayvon, Tr- Trayvon Martin was definitely one that stuck in my head.
1: Mm-hmm. It yes. was
0: hard not to,
1: he's just so young, he's like a baby, not even like, was a baby. Um... And it just like it just kept going after that. It felt like so back to back. But I think it was just the news coverage of it was so back to like to think all of this is happening all the time. It's just a matter of if they get news coverage or not to where you, if you know about it.
0: Mm hmm. And so many like black women are killed and don't ever get news cap coverage.
1: Right. Or like, you know, how they're talking about Gabby Petito's case and how they're like, yes, it's really sad and tragic. And we should bring light to all cases like this. Like it should get national news coverage.
0: Yeah. But
1: Jelani Day has been missing for almost a month at this point, and he has not gotten one uh, large news media cycle. To cover his case. And I've seen his case everywhere.
0: I haven't even heard about his
1: case. See, exactly. He, okay, let me not butcher this. I know he's a student. Let me see.
0: So what what do police do exactly? Like, what are they doing?
1: What is their job?
0: Because if you're not solving cases and you're killing human beings that are supposed to be protected by you, I'm just like... I mean, we've been asking these questions, but I feel like police's job is really just to protect each other. It's like the ultimate bro code. Like, Mm. oh, I'm not ratting him out, even though I know he's completely guilty of this crime.
1: Yeah. Okay, so he's a student at Illinois State University, a grad student, and he was last seen on August 24th going to a dispensary and... Mm his car was located in the woods like 60 miles north of where he was last seen oh shit what's his name jelani day jelani yeah j-e-l-a-n-i and then day that's his last name oh it came up
0: No, see, well, you know what, though? I haven't been watching the news for, like, the past couple months. Mm -hmm. So that's probably why I have not heard of this. But I haven't even heard about it on social media or anything.
1: Well, that's where I saw it. I saw it on, like, Facebook and Twitter.
0: Okay. Huh. Wow, bro.
1: Like, so this has
0: been how many days now?
1: I mean, he's been missing since mid-August, so almost a month at this point. Bro
0: yeah I could not even
1: imagine what happened 60 miles out right but it's like you know as soon as Gabby Petito's case became relevant which I think it's because it was um, mm. shout out to Julia for telling us that it was a pot, a true crime podcast that she actually listened to that started highlighting the story mm-hmm. and then it started getting coverage in social media and you know so how powerful social media is mm-hmm. it blew up from mm-hmm. that point, so it's. I feel like because when you talk about these cases and you say their names, that's what brings light to the situation and gets all of this coverage. But most of the time, it's not people of color who get that type of coverage. So that's that's the starting point, and it's like almost you know you're not trying to take. And I mean, but that's Black Lives Matter. You're not trying to take away from somebody else because yeah like you're going through it too but also every time this happens who is it that also gets you know kind of the representation white people when do you mean
0: when we're talking about like news cycles and
1: coverage in general yeah and like top stories like for this Mm, missing person for missing missing people who do we always see it's Mm. white people Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. which like Yes, their lives matter, but so do ours. Right.
0: Right. Their their lives already matter. Right. We're fighting for Black Lives Matter. Period. Um, and I was thinking the face in my head was George Floyd, so George
1: Floyd okay. That's I couldn't, I don't know why I couldn't bring his name to my lips, but
0: that I knew who you right. were talking about, right? And George Zimmerman, George Floyd, I guess I can uh, got the Georgians, but George Floyd really sticks in my head. I don't think I'll ever be able because I didn't, Trayvon was a while back, so I can't picture like the video, you know what I mean. In my head, because my memory is terrible,
1: but I can clearly remember
0: George Floyd. Like that one will
1: just be stuck forever. Yeah. And then, I mean, just like she says, she said, I cried for Trayvon Martin, Eric Gardner. Michael Brown, Tamir Rice, Freddie Gray, Sandra Bland, Alton Sterling, Philando like the list literally goes on and on like I remember there was footage from a Mm -hmm. Beyonce concert where Mm -hmm. she just had all the names all the hashtags and it's like when will it stop yeah yeah exactly
0: exactly like it's not Like, we don't have an abundance of reasons for Black lives to matter more than they already do, you know? Right. It's kind of the same to me as, like... I mean, it's not the same, but in the sense of, like, people dying, I guess, like, how we can't seem to get gun regulations in place to protect Mm -hmm. kids from being shot in schools type Mm -hmm. thing. Like, there's still... Gonna turn it into like this is not a political statement. Like, you know, you guys love to turn a tragedy into, and it's like we're trying to make it political so that someone in politics, a policy us. maybe,
1: will be created.
0: Right. We we need regulate. We need words. We need black and white, where, like, in font, we need something like tangible. You know what I mean? And they just, mm-hmm. they love to talk about it as just this thing in the air that's like, no one can really pin down. And it's like, no, there but is you can. <laughs> action you could take. And it's someone's, like, Elaine's saying, she's crying for the people that loved these people that are no longer with us. So it's like, To us, it's just another name, another hashtag. Mm -hmm. But to the people's families, this is literally like an irreplaceable human being. And, you know, all these memories, everything like, oh, it's
1: tragic. It's so tragic for real. Right. Like when I see these stories, I'm like every day, I think, uh, well, I shouldn't say every day, but some days... I really, really think about how that could be my family member up on the screen, whose name is across the board. Like, I remember when George Floyd's death happened, and I really started thinking, I was like, my dad, like, he loves to go to Lowe's. <laughs> he could walk out of the door, go to Lowe's, and not come back.
0: Mm, period. I mean, yeah, any black man, for real. Like, I remember right. my brother getting that talk from. And, like, one day he said something that really just hit me. I don't even remember it at this point. But he was basically, like, being extra precautious about something. And I was like, it probably won't be a big deal, you know, something like that. And he's like, no, Samurai, it is a big deal because I can get targeted for literally nothing. And I was like... Oh, oh yeah, because I'd be living in a bubble sometimes, and I don't think that things can happen to people that are around me, and that's just simply not true. We've seen it with COVID, we've seen it with so many things in life, and it's just, it's not really to my benefit to live in like some sort of fantasy world, and I know it seems like a benefit to people that don't ever have to be affected by it, but... People live in privilege. It's just, yeah, it's it's just really like to a black person or to any minority, it's like I can't ignore it. So
1: I have to fight for what's right. Exactly. And I mean, that's exactly what Elaine's talking about. Um, You know, she's so unearthed and unhinged at this point that she, you know, she's thinking, oh, everybody's got to be feeling like this. And she walks into her office and it's like as if nothing has happened. Yeah,
0: I remember that, like, once um, Trump got elected, like, some of us in the office were, like, depressed, like, what the actual heck is going on? We have regressed. 30 years in one day. Like, some of us were like, literally, my rights are at stake. Like, he's coming for me. And then other people were like, oh, da 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 da. Like, just another day at work. Do to do, do. And yeah, there's so many times in like moments in like working in like a white environment where something that is so relevant to the black community is like not even on their radar type energy and it's like I don't I'm the type that's like I don't want to explain it so I'm just like gonna keep my mouth shut but I really respect what Elaine does Mm -hmm. in this chapter and she like she felt like how the chapter is called the weight of the world she felt the weight of the world that day and it pushed her to create a small meeting at her job Um, well I guess first she had an encounter where there was an all lives matter debate and in her um, office full of white staffers and she actually tried to search for the appropriate language to capture why all lives matter was such an offensive dangerous point of view Um, and I was like kudos to Elaine because you know it takes a certain level of patience I think especially in moments where like your world has crumbled around you Mm -hmm. for you to like rationally argue or not argue but like explain educate on why like words that seem so like meaningless have actual real world like harmful reactions like how Trump will say anything back when he was president <laughs> That feels so good to say. Every time, I'll never get over it. Um, But yeah, like how he'll say one thing and then there's a riot, you know what I mean? And people are literally like breaking down the walls of the Capitol. Like words have power and meaning and we have to be careful about
1: the way we speak about things that matter. Exactly. I 100,000% agree with you. And because if all lives matter the stats wouldn't be that the stats that they are mm mhm mhm um and she talked about how like she feels so alone in these moments where these things are happening and you know she knows she's not alone in these types of conversations and i think that's why it's always good to have these conversations to know that you're not alone like in so many capacities like we talk about mental health so you know that you're not alone we're talking about black lives matter so you know that you're not alone <clears throat> So, like, important topics need to be discussed. It's not enough just to know about it. You have to talk about it, too.
0: Actually, like, speaking of that, I just thought about it's Suicide Awareness Month. Right. Check out our blog on our website. Um, right.
1: Link in bio. Oh, well, by the time this episode airs, it might not be Suicide Awareness Month. But if it is, I mean, either way, check yeah, it out.
0: Either way, yeah. Yeah, it might be a little late, but you know, always good.
1: Always good. Always get information. Shout out to Tamia.
0: Tamia Heard is our new like member of She Will Red, so yeah, that's really team. exciting. Love it here. Yes, um, Tamia is an amazing writer. But anyway. she is.
1: She is. Okay.
0: <laughs> oh, I was just gonna say, like mental health, like how we talk about mental health. We don't like, we're not like, oh, only like black mental health matters or like all mental like you know what I mean like Mm
1: -hmm.
0: when it comes to mental health and how it should be with like all of these things it's like your skin color should
1: not have anything to do with your life mattering right right you're so right um and so here's something I thought I was like well maybe this might be controversial I don't know um but she says Okay, so she has this event you're talking about where she writes these letters that says, hashtag it could be. Mm-hmm. And so she invites everyone to come in her office to, you know, kind of congregate together and see the different ways that they all connect. And so she's like, Kyle, a fashion assistant, wrote, It could be my little nieces. Ella, their digital editor, wrote, It could be my best friend. But then she's talking about how every Black editor on staff, including herself, wrote, It could be me. Mm. And I think that makes it so real for a lot Mm. of people, like wakes them up in a sense. Mm. But also then she goes on to say, it was hard not to notice who felt compelled to participate and who did not. The silent voices were the loudest. And I wanted to talk about being silent sometimes and how sometimes it's okay not to say anything. That's a great point. I mean, in this case, I think it's a little
0: different. Right. In this case, it's different in In general yes
1: yeah because sometimes I feel like I want to make statements but then you remember social media and what social media can do to you and like 10 years from now if you didn't say the right words correctly in the right form of the sentence how it can literally be picked apart and you'd be like ripped to shreds by everyone on social media Mm. and how something where it's like Kind of like like it has happened to Elaine, it's done with good intention, but is not received well at all. And now you're canceled in cancel culture. Mm-hmm. So, like, sometimes I get, like, some celebrities not saying things, but then at the same time, it's like... Since they do have that type of platform, which, like, Elaine kind of gets into how she has the platform to start these conversations,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: how you should. Mm.
0: Right. I agree. And I think that, like, as long as what you're saying is genuine, you may, like, have a teachable moment. You know what I mean? True. Yeah. And that's okay. And you can come back just like Elaine did. Like, it was something that she needed in a sense in order to grow further and um no okay so literally like I think also taking time to think about what you want to say like Mm -hmm. not having to be the first person to respond yes um I think that is also a really good way to like Um, maybe filter what you're gonna say in a way because sometimes you don't have all the information when the headline first breaks and everyone's freaking out and like just wants to get the favorites or the retweets and they just want to say something basically. And I think at that point, it's kind of like you're making it more about you than about the actual situation at hand um right. and it actually is making me think back to the last quote in the last chapter because i feel like that like kind of summed it up a little bit mm-hmm. it said i go forth slash along and stand as ten thousand and that's maya angelou so it's like and there was i feel like another one about like how just fighting for something that's bigger than yourself like makes you brave and i think that that's so important because it's like it's not about you and it's not about like how people perceive what you're saying Mm -hmm. you know and i think that there's so many other ways than just talking like some people are not good at writing you know some people are fantastic at like putting thoughts on a piece of paper or you know like the notes app and like just just clearly like just bringing everything to the forefront and helping us all understand what's truly going on, like breaking through all the like white noise. Mm -hmm. But for someone like me, like writing kind of makes me anxious and I'll like proofread my stuff like a million and 12 times. And like, if it's not, if it doesn't feel right, like I don't even want to say it. Mm -hmm. So in those cases, like, I feel like you can do so many other things like you can go to a march and show your support that way or like write a letter to your politicians that represent you and like bring it to their attention or donate to something like a GoFundMe that's you know proceeds are going to his family or whoever you know whatever like Mm
1: -hmm. whatever
0: works best for you in that moment I think is like what you should do
1: yeah for sure and i think you just said it man you are you hitting it tonight sis i mean you you hit it always but like it's really hitting right now for me okay (laughs) i love to see it it, period (laughs) (laughs) because you're so right like you put you put exactly like what i was thinking into word form okay Um, period because that's what it is that's what it comes down to so i just wanted to point that out because you know, I love pointing things out.
0: Yeah, no, there's no I feel like there's no right or wrong form of activism. You know what I mean? Mm, yeah. But if sure. you're doing nothing and you're just <laughs> complacent, like we may get a little critical. Like, what right. are you doing? Because you live in this country too.
1: Right. Or people who are like, well, I'm just gonna move. And I'm like, racism lives everywhere. <laughs> move where. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's giving, I just don't want to deal with it.
1: Yeah, it's giving, like you said, it's giving complacency. And that's not cute, girl. It's not, it's not at all. Okay, but you know who is cute? Jonathan! (gasps) Love Our favorite man! (laughs) (laughs) Their nerdy glasses wearing science studying private school boy that she met in church choir. That's a teenager Uh... four years ago! (laughs) That's, like, the boy that your mom's always, like,
0: what about him? What about him? I'm pretty sure
1: her mom was like that with him.
0: And it's the one that you're, like, mom, no, like, what? Like, he's just, like, this little guy. Like, what? Yeah, he's just a friend. He's just a friend, mom. Like, I cannot even see him like that. Right,
1: but, like, nowadays in dating, I'm, like, oh, he's a friend. This is a good sign. Right. (laughs) And you've learned the hard way. (laughs) Right. Let's right. be friends. <laughs> <laughs> because that's how it should start. Okay. Her. And that's how it started for and him. And that's how it started.
0: Um, Too cute. He came to New York, right? Right. He was studying grad school or he was post grad school at Stanford. Mm-hmm. She describes him as growing into a broad shouldered, beautiful man. Um, He still had that infectious sweet smile and skin as smooth as and rich as dark chocolate. And she said he found she found him to be the kindest man she had ever met. And they (laughs) fell into a different
1: kind of love. (laughs) I was like, Lord, L.A. deserves this. She deserved this right here. And she like. I love how he was so like insistent on her when she was like okay whatever and he's like nah we're gonna make this happen (laughs) he knows what he wants right and like she knew like she said they hung out for months before they even kissed which I was like wow
0: Period. period we love a
1: foundation nothing like it and she said once they did it with
0: pure magic (laughs) <laughs> i'm like fawning over this love story because i'm obs- i'm obsessed i would follow them on instagram i follow jonathan after reading this chapter because i used to only follow elaine
1: yeah yeah i literally I, the same i was like i'm pretty sure this is her current husband and i like went and checked on instagram i was like oh, okay 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 yeah
0: they're so cute together
1: they are I'm crying. (laughs) And she said they became official when he showed up with fruit and flowers at the finish line of the Brooklyn half marathon that he helped her prep for. When he had two torn ACOs.
0: Two of them. That's how persistent he is. He loved that girl. He loves that girl and like energy. If that's not the energy, what are you doing? Right.
1: just turn around stop wasting my time period and then two years later on freaking christmas he asked her to marry him
0: Bruh, i and dream I... come
1: true yeah i i feel like i've talked to y'all about my engagement i think i finally found fine-tuned exactly what i want oh yeah is it christmas yeah.
0: morning
1: <laughs> necessarily christmas morning christmas time would be nice like the holidays that would be a that's like such a magical time already right exactly and i was like because you know me like i'm i feel like i'm gonna figure it out regardless but (laughs) it would be really nice if i didn't (laughs) oh yeah
0: yeah i was actually just talking about that today i was like why are people trying to plan everything like I want a surprise.
1: Yeah, I don't want to know. That's like, I don't even want to, I guess we'll have the conversation, but I don't want to know when it's happening. I don't want to know what the ring looks like because I'm going to entrust y'all to make sure that it's the ring that I want. And we shall get it right. Right. I have all the utmost faith in y'all. And I just, I just want it to, I, but I also, the, con, the controversial part is I just want it to be the two of us
0: just the two of us
1: hey I like that
0: though like private with just a photographer
1: yeah and then like maybe afterwards like hey we're going to quote unquote dinner but really it's like engagement party obviously mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think that yeah. would be ideal yeah and for my friends who are <laughs> who are completely against the idea they said you don't want us there why we're gonna be there regardless and I'm like no you're not. But you know, y'all could live stream it. Have a camera somewhere, yeah. In the room, yeah. technology. Like live, technology. Have a little projector at the engagement party. Bam! There you go. You can watch it. I just don't want it. I just want it to be our moment, right that's there. That's
0: fire. Actually, that's fire to get one of those little things that flies. Mm-hmm. A drone. A drone. Yeah. If I it's just, outside, just gotta invest in a drone and then we're good to <laughs> you, can go. Rent, you can rent those. I'm gonna rent a drone. <laughs> Period. Love
1: I love the energy.
0: We're gonna have popcorn. Yeah, it'd be like the- a, a literal movie.
1: Yeah,
0: I'll probably cry. Anyway, Aww.
1: I'm gonna cry yours too. It's tough. Stop. Stop. <laughs> Don't talk about it. Oh, she said, I'm not ready. We're so young. <laughs> right we are we are okay so uh love story
0: oh man it's not love anymore Uh,
1: yeah we go back we go back into the thick of things
0: i hate to see i mean it was a really good
1: story though it's yeah really good story because Um,
0: it just goes to show you doesn't matter how well educated where your parents are from what tax
1: bracket they're in you're black you're black you're literally black that's it that's all they see that's all you know okay but let's tell you the story first So, um, in the days following Philando's death, she kept flashing back to a time where Jonathan took out the trash in her West Village apartment. And it was a hot summer night around 9 o'clock. He was wearing a tank top. And she says he wasn't even 10 feet from her doorstep. On the way back from tossing out the trash in the back of the building, where the garbage receptacles were, one of her neighbors, a young, white, Wall Street type, Came around the corner and nearly crashed into Jonathan. And from inside her apartment, she could hear a grown man yelp, and her heart stopped. Mm. Like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh! Like just being like right there, like you could hear and witness the whole thing. brave. Mm-hmm. Um, And she opened the door just in time to see Jonathan's arms fly up in the air, a position black men are trained from a young age to assume to make white people less frightened of them.
0: Sheesh. When you say it like that. Right. I was like, oh, yeah. Because Because every time you see black people with their hands up, it's in order to calm another person down from being afraid of them and it's like I have nothing on me I'm not armed my hands are literally in the air and you have a gun pointed at me what? what?
1: what What makes
0: me so threatening? right if anyone should
1: be afraid it should be me right
0: and I'm having to cater to your emotions like how this man yelped like what the freak like uh, i'm sorry i'm sorry i have no respect like what right and i get being scared but oof. i don't even get being scared
1: because this is a whole nother you're a grown man, man. man. You're a grown man that's so true it's not like it's a woman like oh my god right because if i'm a woman taking out my trash late at night like i don't care who it is i see i'm gonna be a little uh But also, it's
0: like, right, he was the one taking his trash out. It's like this man was in New York City walking on the street. It's not like he was in, like, some sort of setting where no one's around ever. Like, he's literally outside in
1: public. Right, right. But I think
0: it was because, no, there's not a lot of black people in West Village. So he's just like,
1: whoa, Right, right. And so then Jonathan's like, I live here. I live here. I'm not going to hurt you. Mm. And the man grabbed his chest, catching his breath. This part made me want to punch someone. He's so dramatic. And he was like, Jesus, you just don't expect to see some big black guy in here at night. You really scared the shit out of me coming from around the corner like that, man. What? Mm -hmm. Like so many issues
0: here some so much big black man to, so much to unpack what why don't we see them is it because of the gentrification is it because of the systematic racism is it because of the real estate racism is it why are why aren't they here because they can't afford to be here because we don't get paid as much as y'all do and don't have old money and wealth because we were literally being oppressed at every turn like there's so much to unpack and then also the fact that you're comfortable like like how she said how he would casually excuse his racial profiling of Jonathan insinuating that a black man like him had no reason to be in a building like ours. He felt no shame. No shame. You hate to see it. And Jonathan excused it and feigned empathy
1: as we're taught. As we're, I was about to say, as we're taught, like, because even like, say, for instance, Jonathan's like, as he should yelled back at this man, like this man could have a gun on him and be like, oh, I felt mm. threatened mm. and shoot. <gasps> mm. Like and every it's- turn, it's danger for Correct. for the, the black person. You can't, you, you can't win. In the position. You cannot win.
0: It's like you're honestly only doing that to protect yourself. It's really right. not even about them. I mean, it is, but like, you're like, I'm just trying not to get killed. Like, I'll say whatever I gotta say right now. Right.
1: I'm just trying to make it home to my family, man. Right. I was just taking the trash out, nigga. Like, what? Right. Right.
0: Bro. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, I mean, it's just typical shit being
1: black in America, but. Right, and I mean, even Elaine expressed, I feel, the same frustrations we felt. She wanted to go after that man. She wanted him to demand an apology. And, you know, just the toxic brew of white privilege and unexamined white fragility still makes me stew. And she said she wishes Jonathan could retract his apology. But that's not the world we live in. Mm -hmm. The truth is, Jonathan's response to this kind of interaction was both a learned behavior and a survival mechanism as yeah. we just talked about mm-hmm. and it was nothing new for generations black men have been trained to surrender to apologize to appear as non-threatening as possible to smile to assimilate to overachieve to do whatever you can to remind white people of their humanity but even then there are no guarantees of safety. You could do everything right.
0: Mm -hmm. That's the saddest. That's the most frustrating part of it all. It's like, I can tell my son, my daughter, whatever the hell, like exactly how to, to act, how to make them as comfortable as possible. Like speak, like put your hands on the wheel before they even come up. Like there's so many little things that you're supposed to do in order to like make sure the cop is as comfortable as possible, when it's like, you signed up for this job. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's like, I don't understand why we, as the people you're protecting, have to go through such great lengths to, like, not get attacked by you. But, but again, even if you do it all right, you're still in danger. Regardless. You can't win. I mean, I'm not saying that to, like, say, do whatever the heck you want, because... That makes it even scarier, but like right.
1: But you could do everything right, and it still go absolutely wrong. It's just like a terrible like situation. Mm -hmm. To where like you don't feel comfortable until the cops have left, until whatever like whatever Mm -hmm. it is is just gone. That's when you can like kind of let your shoulders down with ease a little bit. That's why. And I know this is gonna sound like. I don't know, maybe weird, but that's why, like, I follow the speed limit. Like, I try to follow all traffic protocols because I want zero reasons for a cop to pull me over.
0: I agree. I agree. Um, Yeah, there's just no reason. I'm always going to go the extra mile to be a little safer because right. I just don't
1: want it to happen to me. Exactly. But you know something I thought about the other day, like... When your taillight goes out, you don't see that. It's like somebody has to tell you because, like, I think, at least in my car, I don't think I would get an alert if my taillight was out or something like that. Like, I get my car maintenance and service like it's supposed to, so I guess that's when they check that. But I just wonder, like, if you truly just don't know that your tail, your back taillight is out, like, you could get pulled over for something like that.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And be faced in that situation and it's just like things that you can't even you can't prepare for you can't prepare for right because it's life and like things it's It's like we're literally not allowed to live life like business as usual Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. every second of our day is trying to make sure that we survive for the next
0: yeah it makes me think about my boyfriend getting pulled over for running in hoover
1: He's literally just
0: running on the street. He got put in handcuffs. What? That was in July. He was like, try to come to my birthday party. And he couldn't. And he was super late just because these Hoover cops, like there was like two or three cops that were like surrounding him. Like he had his hands up too. And he was like, I'm just running. And they're like, why are you moving your hands around like that? And he's kind of like a, he's like a, a kind of a, a weird individual. Like he just does things like he's like dancing as he's running, like singing as he's running, like a free spirit. He's a free spirit, right? He's just, he's literally just exercising in his neighborhood and I guess people called the cops on him because he looked like he was on drugs or something. So, wow, the profiling. Yes, and when he asked why they pulled him over or, like, stopped him for running, they were like, there's just no way you could be so sober right now and, like, what? wouldn't, wouldn't let him drive home. He had to lo- fucking walk home because they wouldn't let him drive, even though he told them that he was not on
1: drugs
0: and, like... Like, but like had they could a have conversation done a conversation
1: with him, right? They could have done a breathalyzer test if they wanted to. Like, if I they don't were know, that I concerned, don't know if they
0: did that. But if they had, he would have been so like in the clear. And even then, like they're like they probably did do the breathalyzer. Was just like, oh, it's probably some drugs we can't even uh, see. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, yeah. Oh, like
0: he's not gosh. drunk, but he's high off something because he's mm-hmm. running around here crazy. And it's like, no, no, he's just actually like, like, you've never ran before, sir, type thing. Like,
1: Right.
0: He had so many things to say. I wish I could tell you the whole story, but I don't remember everything. But like, yeah, like it was just some BS that he got. It was a whole thing. So, yeah. I feel
1: like we could do a whole series just like bringing people on the show and talking about all of these situations because i'm sure at one point in your life or another everyone has this story
0: mm-hmm. um,
1: it just may have worked out better for us than it has for others right like your like your boyfriend like he's still here when it easily could have he been a situation where he's not Yep, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's My- insane it's crazy it's really well insane. i'm glad he's okay
0: Right, right. Love to see that, but it's just... And he, like, found himself, like, being super courteous and, like, just trying to make these cops feel okay. And then he was, like... He was talking to me later. He's like, I don't even know why I did that. Like, they stopped me. Yeah, and it was fear, he's, like, I don't like that feeling. Like, I don't want to act different just because, like, Mm -hmm. of them. And I was, like, I know, babe, but, like, at the same time... Right i'd now, rather you just do that and like feel some type of way about it and not get hurt you know right what I mean? for us to be able to have
1: this conversation right now afterwards
0: right yeah so it's like sometimes it's like you just <laughs> life or death it's like i gotta swallow my pride here you
1: yeah, hate to see it uh, okay so uh oh oh she goes into the story about J- jonathan like how this situation happened where he was one of 12 black kids in his graduating class at a private all-boys college preparatory high school. He was a top student, a prized point guard on the basketball team. He was accepted into Morehouse on a scholarship. (laughs) Oh my God. When at (laughs) an away game at a predominantly white school in a much more conservative region of California, he was wrongfully accused of throwing a rock that hit a white female student and her family pressed charges against him. Now, luckily for Jonathan... Who had, he had parents who were ready to fight and were like, bet.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. They had the funds to do
1: it and I guess the time. Right. Jonathan's dad was a black engineer and his mom was a registered operating room nurse. Hired a, and they hired a top attorney and the whole community rallied against him. Just for like nine months later, he was found not guilty for throwing a rock that he right
0: what is that throwing a rock really
1: well, it hit the girl so she was probably injured
0: but it's like it's a rock like why I mean well, I guess depending so. on the size of the rock <laughs> I'm like Whoa. I'm like is this a pebble like what are you so <laughs> like what is white fragility at this point to where oh my god I stubbed my toe and it's his fault
1: ooh that's what it is sometimes though
0: I guess they just thought they were going to get him to pay for the the uh, medical bills. Well, but... I
1: mean, that could have been, they could have pressed charges for, what's it called? Um, it, that's like a domestic, ugh, I can't think of what it would have been. Um, assault, assault. Assault.
0: See, th- and that's the thing is like once that's on your record as a mm-hmm. black man, Especially. It's like I've done everything right. And I guess that's why his parents fought for, the, for him. They were like, right. we've spent so much money on your effing education for this one white person to, to like ruin literally that? ruin everything we've worked for. It's like hell, no. Nah. I would be on the line to like rallying. Like what? You right. know, you're not going to ruin my son's career because he threw a rock. Like did he even throw
1: it? Throw it? No. He didn't throw it, but, but she he thought he threw it. it. Right. But she's like after all of this, she says for too many black men in America, this is a part of an everyday lived experience. If this could happen to Jonathan, what about those without the education, the resources, or the power to defend themselves? Like, that's when I think about people who suffer from mental health Mm -hmm, or, like, mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. all of those types of things. Like, where they literally, like, Mm -hmm. specifically I'm thinking autism, where sometimes they can't even speak to you or, like, you know, express themselves to make you understand what they're trying to say. Yes,
0: yes. And, they, and it, it's like
1: these cops just freak out because they don't know they don't know how to handle the situation.
0: Uh, it's tragic. It's really tragic because at that point it's like literally this is oh my god. It's just like so many layers to it all.
1: Yeah, and my thing is like it's way too easy to become a cop, in my opinion.
0: Way no.
1: too easy. Mm-hmm. There should be more training, it should take longer, like the whole, the whole. If we're gonna keep cops around, the whole system needs to be revitalized. It still hasn't. That's the crazy part. Right. Um. But okay. Sheesh. And, then, and, and we're then not done.
0: We're not done. Wait, I there's said, more.
1: Wait, there's <laughs> one more. So Elaine is traveling to go to her grandmother's seventieth birthday. It was a late night flight and it had repeatedly been delayed. So by the time that she got to the airport, TSA was closing down and no one was there except one male TSA officer and another nice couple who tried to convince him to let them through. And the officer was like, y'all came too late, even though they had more than an hour until their flights revised departure time. um, The couple who happened to be white, continued urging him to reconsider closing the gates And they're saying, like, how can you close before the last flight? And he finally caved. But when Elaine moved in line with them, he stopped her and was like, where do you think you're going? And she's like, what do you mean? We're on the same flight. And he says, no, I said they could go through, not you. And eventually he did let her through, but not without a series of snide comments And by the time she was in the security line with all of her stuff in the bins on the conveyor conveyor belt, she's like, screw this. I had enough. Mm. And when he made another rude comment, she said, wait, I'm sorry. What did you just say? And she said she was challenging him, but she also carefully managed her tone to prevent the situation from escalating, which it did anyways. And then within (laughs) seconds of speaking up to him, he ordered her to get out. And when she refused, she picked up the bins with all of her stuff and threw them forcefully across the room, clearing the gate. Then from behind the conveyor belt, this tall, overweight man charged her, his eyes bulging as he pushed his broad chest against her and physically forced her out, yelling in her face, get out.
0: Nah, nah. There's just no job that you take that seriously. That's something
1: different. That's hatred. Right. And she says, as he slammed the clear door shut in front of her, the couple watched, shaken, unsure of what to do. He demanded they continue walking through security or he would make sure they wouldn't get on their flight either. (laughs) Which at that point, I'm like, so you're just an asshole and a racist.
0: Yeah, he's just a hateful person. Honestly, I'm praying for him because that's just sad. Like the... You know what I mean. Like, the amount of hate in his heart. What a sad little life that he lives. You know what I mean. It's just mm-hmm. sometimes I be feeling bad, even though I shouldn't, because like you got... I feel
1: like that shows your humility, though. You're not humi- well, humility, humanity. but your humanity. Yeah. Yeah, guess. It it's, <laughs> it's just like I hate it here.
0: I, it's sad. It's sad. It causes me to be nice in situations where I should probably be a little more
1: aggressive.
0: Yes. Yes, yes, yes. <sighs> but yeah, this shit was crazy. I mean, they're bystanders. I was like, why didn't they say something? But he's threatening them too. So like, and it's just a scary situation. Like, I don't know. It's weird because it's like he's on the clock. It's not like he's just some random dude like harassing right. you. He literally is like the person in charge.
1: Right. Exactly. So and that's he's what, throwing and, your stuff around the room. Like, like he's, he's showing that he can be violent. So I I like those to those bystanders I'm like, I get it for like not like intervening like that.
0: (laughs) But the dude could have instead of watching this girl I mean True. You know, we don't know. But that's sexist. I don't know if it's sexist. I think it's rightfully sexist because that's a man and she's a woman and he's a huge man. And a girl versus a boy, like just realistically
1: yeah no I literally I wanted to say that to see what your reaction would be but okay cool (laughs) I'm okay
0: with sexism sometimes sometimes yeah sometimes like you should open the door for me sorry
1: chivalry chivalry yeah um so she's there (laughs) frozen she's like teary eyed and afraid Mm. of what the man might do next at this empty airport with no one around to check him check him she called her mom. Her mom tells her to call the police. But before she even got the chance, two airport police officers showed up. And that power-tripping TSA officer had already called them on her. Mm. And clearly he told them a different story. And as she gave them her report, she was physically shaken and barely getting the words out. When one of them interrupted her and said, wait, I think I've seen you on TV. in the a funny mood, moment. The mood shifted
0: they said are you famous the cop asked (laughs) he tried to make a joke lol it's like dude i literally was just traumatized but yeah i i am i guess
1: famous (laughs) right but it's like that shouldn't mean anything like you should treat me with the same respect even if i was just not not famous right not famous like that's such what? a. What I'm still a human at the end of the day. Like being famous does not make me any less human. I mean, any or more. more. Human. Yeah. Yeah. Any more either human.
0: way. Well, I mean, either way, because the way we talk about celebrities, we act like they're not human. Like online, you know. Mm-hmm. But then it makes them more human, I guess, in real life because you're like, oh, you know. But yeah, I'm glad it saved her, but at the same time, it's. It's really, really telling. Like this story is mm-hmm. is really awesome in the sense that the difference, I guess, between how they treated her when they arrived and just her whole experience versus as soon as they knew she was somebody.
1: Mm-hmm. And somehow, some way. She went through all the proper procedures and protocols to file a complaint against this guy. And when the airport went to go, like the manager went to go review the tapes, they had been deleted. And so there was nothing that they could do. It was her word against his. And you know how that goes. You hate to see it.
0: Honestly though, not surprising at all.
1: right. She literally says unsurprisingly, he was reprimanded but ultimately kept his job with no accountability accountability in place for his actions.
0: Mm-hmm. But she what says, I still, always say is what goes around comes around and he will karma. get his karma in due time. You know what I mean mm-hmm. if he hasn't
1: already right. and
0: probably had a damn heart attack.
1: Maybe. Not with possibly. all that anger he got right. Um, But from this situation, she says, I hardly told anyone about this incident. I knew no one would understand. I was embarrassed and angry, and I wasn't interested in sympathy. I wanted and needed to channel my frustration into affecting change through my work. Buried. Because sometimes that's all you can do. Mm. It's kind of like finding that light in the tunnel.
0: Yeah, I was like, oh, I can't wait to see what happens next because... You
1: know, pain brings the most beautiful art, in my opinion. It can. It really can. Um, But it's just, like, it sucks that that pain has to be gone through for that to happen. Mm -hmm. Especially something as silly as this. You know what I mean? Right. But, like, Like, I even, like, she says, when does it stop in relation to, like, black men and just, like, black people in general, racist encounters. Like, why? 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 Yeah, know it was why. really
0: a whole spectrum in this chapter of black
1: struggle and injustice. Mm-hmm. Different levels to it, because there are different levels to it.
0: Yeah, I really, really liked this chapter. I think that it showed a whole range of how
1: you get treated, and it's just all sucks, so... Mm-hmm. it's all so frustrating. Um... So yeah, hmm. that was chapter 19. We're going into chapter 20, the ones we've been waiting for. Okay. That sounds like it's looking up. Sounds promising. Love to see it.
0: I just uh, want to hear more
1: about the love story with Jonathan. Like Right, it was such like a like a sub note when all of her other like tragic love stories. They got a whole, whole chapter. chapter. <laughs> Hey, this this is the one we wanted to be like finally and we just got like a snippet yeah it was so quick it was like yeah
0: we met and then we were married <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't even a full page it wasn't it was like two Sentencing. paragraphs like yeah. little tidy paragraphs
1: right can we if Elaine if you ever write like a second edition of this book can we get a more enhanced love story we love love especially black love I can't wait to ask her about it when we interview her. Ooh, what if we it. get
0: Jonathan on there for a second? Like, what if he pops Bro, in?
1: Like, hey, I guys. would die. That would be awesome. <laughs> Okay, speak it. Speak, <laughs> speak it. Speak it. We're speaking it. We're speaking it. All right, y'all. Speak it with us and catch us next time on the next episode. of the episode, <laughs> episode. <laughs> <Did> <laughs> <went? laughs> right, bye. You know what it is. You know what it is. Bye, y'all. Bye.